0: All right, so we're doing a metastasis run-through number one. It opens with the bus at a gas station. It's a squeaky, squeaky bus. You know, it's the bus, the Escolar, the school bus. I noticed it was a full-serve gas station. I don't know if all gas stations in Colombia are first-serve, but full-serve but it makes. I mean, I'd, if I was driving a bus, I'm surprised Jose, Miguel, or Jesse could park one of those things. Actually, at one point, uh, I was asked if I would want to drive the bookmobile because uh, I was trying to get a full time job. I had a part time job, and they said, "Well, geez, if you why wouldn't we, we could make you full time if you drive the bookmobile?" And I just laughed in the person's face, literally. And they said, I'm not emotionally equipped to drive a bookmobile, And not even close. I would have, you know, there's no amount of training. You know, once again, they'd have to send me to Sweden in some sort of barometric chamber, you know, just for the emotion, train me for the emotional rigors for the bookmobile training and the bookmobile testing. And then my fir- first run on the bookmobile, I m- might physically go out and physically come back. You know, but there'd be a part of me at the first left hand turn, the first right hand turn, the first scrape against something, which would be inevitable, the first encounter where my, you know, internal, uh, you know, in, internal anger was set off. And then, par- you know, I, I can't, I'm not, as I said, it just it should have just stuck with the beginning. I'm not equipped emotionally to drive a bookmobile. But our friend Jose Miguel is, and then he, so it's a service station. And then he, after he gets the gas he pays for it, it, it seemed like he goes in to get the store. And it's a store, and it's got like a food counter. Jose's all smiles uh, to the young woman working there, but he's got no money, and he busts out the charm. And uh, he almost gives up Tattoo. I don't know what that means. Oh, no, he almost gives up, but he just keeps going. And then there's some, they talk music about Maximo, I think is the band. And he's like, hey, what about this uh, methamphetamine I have? You know, what about trading that for a little gas and food or whatever? And he's still charming, charming, charming selling the meth. Cop comes in, you know, for gas and coffee or whatever but jose's not deterred and he, he says hey you know and she says okay let's do it and she seemed to have a, she seemed to be enamored with jose's charm you know, let's be honest his, his good looks and his boyish charm i would say aaron paul his middle name aaron boyish charm paul i think at one point you know now it might be you know, maybe he's more manly, manly charm. Aaron Charm Paul, I think probably now. But as as he played Jesse, you know, he's a human. You know, Jesse's a Jesse Pinkman's a character. But I'm saying when Aaron Paul, I guess I'm over-explaining myself. But when Aaron Paul was playing Jesse Pinkman, Pinkman, his middle name was. And they say, okay, Scoots, just just move. Okay, I'll move on because that's the opening. And we're at Saul's. Fifty-fifty is the episode title. We have a, a guy in a neck brace there, and Saul's all hands on, t- t- testing the neck brace, taking it off. I noticed his office. I mean, I noticed it before, but I didn't think to write it down. It's blue skies and clouds versus Saul. Uh, Goodman has the Constitution. Then Mike rolls in, and they're like, "Hey, is this a problem?" And my, and Mike busts out a tape as Walt and Cielo. They seem to be arguing. And they can't believe the stuff Cielo's saying. Ernesto, Ernesto. And then Walt says something. And it was Malo, Malo. And they say, and then we see a taxi with Walt arriving at work. Oh, at Cielo's work. At Silva Construction and Walt checks in she's like the receptionists like you're going to have to wait a while for Ernesto but then Ernesto he really doesn't have whatever office he was using didn't have he doesn't have a lot of uh boundaries he, he tries to hide in an office right in Walt's view which I mean if geez, if I want to work in you know workplace I want to be able to uh you know have some privacy but you know if I was ever the boss I'd say no one can ever see me and that, that, but that already happened. I'm the boss of nothing. So they say, geez, well you're, well, you're kind of the boss of the podcast now. Yeah, but I don't have an office. So you say, okay, well, okay, let's move on, too. But Ernesto tries to run and hide. Walt yells, you know, open the door. La Puerta, I think, maybe. He yell, he starts yelling. Cielo shows up. Walt tries to throw a plant through the door, but that doesn't work. And Walt gets tossed outside. Mike shows up. He says, hey, Walt, why don't you come with me for a little ride back to Saul's? And then Saul's like, "Well, what are you doing, man? And then, Walt, Mike reads a magazine. He's just sitting there. And he, But Mike's making noises while Walt goes off in the background, a little running, you know, nonverbal, verbal, what do you call that, auditory something. He's making noises, I guess that was it. And Saul yells, and then Mike, Walt stares at Mike, and he's like, how'd you know? And then Walt yells something to Mike. Saul, you know, and then Saul, and then Walt goes after Saul. He's like, ah, oh, well, he's, a, like, really losing his cool. And then Mike says, Walt, you, you need to, you're out of this office. And Walt's just uh, uncontrollable, I don't know, un He's not uncontrollable because Mike controls him. He's not unconsolable. But somewhere in between, there, you know, a word I don't know. I just looked up with some words in it for, for debate in thesaurus, but not for this podcast. Just for a tweet I was sending to somebody that I thought, I said, I want to impress them. But that was after. I said, I wish I would have had a thesaurus. To and they say, well, Jesus, you got Google. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about Google. And then next thing we know, Mike's at Walt's. He's taking out all his equipment, his listening equipment. Mike's talking. To Walt, Mike, Mike's talking to Walt about an offer. Walt's asking Mike questions. I think Mike says, "I'm just doing my job, man." And then Mike, before he leaves, he looks around his car, at Walt's neighborhood, and he, he seems like he warns Walt. And then there's a mark in Walt's pavement. Next to the image we see is a dripping faucet in a classroom, and Walt's just staring. Kids are talking, and Walt's just totally out of it. He's he's in a, he's in a he's in a haze. And Carmen rolls in. And she sees Waltz totally, you know, like just in some sort of dreamlike state almost. Uh, after that, we see Henry's packing a bag. He's got a really nice black shirt on, really sharp, with like a, not not white snowflakes, but that was the best way I could describe it. Some white image that's not snowflakes. And Marie seems worried. Then Hefe calls his boss. They found Blue Mass somewhere nearby. So Henry rolls out. Then we have Walt and Carmen in their meeting. Carmen's talking to Walt about what's going on. But Walt becomes obsessed with his dog picture. Martine is a Carmen's dog's name. And then Walt just walks behind uh, Carmen's desk, but she's still trying to manage. You know, she, she has some respect for Walt for a few more minutes. And he says, hey, she said, I got to get a look at this dog, this Martine. Martine. And she says, hey, why don't you sit down? We're trying to talk here, you know. And then he sits on her desk, and he gets all flirty, pushes the hair out of her eyes. Already crosses the line. So he gets fired. And it just so happens that Jose, Jose Miguel's out front, right in the, I said, that's in the nick of time. He says, Ketal, Walt puts the stuff on the roof, he gets in the car, and Jose's asking about the big money deal, and Walt says, no way, man, and Jose says, why? And Walt says some stuff, so, so Jose says, hey, let me show you this blue mess I made, and that creates a whole argument. Walt's all bent out of shape. And he says that, well, Jose's product's, you know, no good. So Walt gets out of the car. And and then Jose's mad, Walt's mad. So Jose's like, I'm just driving off. And the box of Walt's, uh, a stereotypical box of Walt's stuff falls off. Then we return to Silva Construction. Silva. Is it Silva or Silva? Uh, I don't know, but good. I wish I had an expert here. We just are two, you know. Yeah, uh, not Mierdas. Are uh, we Mierdas? Bobotas. We're a couple of Bobotas. Me me and Scoots, or Scoot, me and Drew, me and Andy. But in the office, Yellow's kind of the object of the uh, gas of milk, cold shoulder. But after that, she goes to her Ernesto, uh, You know, it looks like a late afternoon delight, early evening delight they had. And they're in bed getting dressed, or Cielo is, and they both seem pleased, like, very delighted. And they kind of flirt. They talk about the future a little bit, it seemed like. And up next is Henry and Gomez, and they're with this kind of tweaked-out guy. They arrested. Totally out of it, this guy is. And Henry and Gomez, you know, try to get something out of him. And then they don't, or they do, and then Henry and Gomez are—Henry seems very on this Heisenberg white whale kick, and uh, Gomez is like, I think this is your white whale. And he says, I need Tastigo, not Ishmael. And then Gomez says, that doesn't, that's not a very good—I mean, he says, Tastigo's my favorite, too, but— uh, you know, it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit, the, I'm, I'm neither. And Goma says, if anything, I'm the man warning Ishmael before he boarded the boat, but he goes, that's, that's the wrong time in this story. Then uh, we have a baby's room, and well, it's on the, in bed on the baby's room floor, he's looking glum. What is it? I'm surprised I came up with that word, glum, that's a perfect word for that. I mean, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying and then Saul's on the phone, he, he, a lot of times you see Saul Bueno, He's, he likes to use a magnifying glass, which could become a whole, you know, it wouldn't be good fan fiction, it might not even be boring. You see, I guess more, uh, not fan fiction, speculation, but not speculative fiction, I just feel like, well, what's he looking at with that? Does he, is he comforted by close-ups of stuff? Is he looking for insects? You know, who Who knows, but he uses the magnifying glass a lot. Maybe it just helps him think, you know. Or, and this is not a pun, it helps him focus. You believe that? That's funny. And I didn't even mean it as a pun, I swear. But maybe it does. He's talking. He says, well, if I use this, if I focus on this uh, texture as wallpaper, I'm listening better. I could, that's another book. Uh, if uh, a lawyer, my lawyer's listening to this, he, uh, I don't know. I don't have a title yet, lawyer. But you know the focus, focus, uh, the focus method. That's no good. The looking at glass, looking glass. Is that a looking glass or no? You know, put that in up at Paralegal or whatever a paralegal thing. And then uh, the looking glass method. Looking glass, focus, I'll figure out a book for it. We'll sell this ebook. You know, get you know. You know, that's what the, you know, looking glass. Focus on the looking glass. Now, you got to find something more guru-y. Oh, let's see, back to looking glass. So Jose sits like a cat. A canary he comes into the office. He's so pleased. He drops that giant bag of blue math on Saul's desk, and he says, hola, 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 or something. I don't know how he said it, but that's what I wrote. Three olas. Gus here uh, parks his car in a parking lot. Mike uh, parks behind him and gets in Gus's car. He hands him a report on Walt's cancer. It seemed like medical blood. And then Mike rolls out to another assignment. Uh, then we, Henry can't get a oh can't get call out at gas station. I don't know what that means. He tries to get a, Henry can't get call out at gas station. I'm pretty sure those are the words in the sentence, but there's no, you know, even I don't know what it means. Uh tries to get the worker there to rat on Jose. He really grills her. He tries to get a description. Then he sees the camera and he says, does it work? And I think she said, but at first he says, "Well, when was he here?" I think, and then she says, "Well, it doesn't work." And then he sees another camera outside that he thinks would work—not woodworking, you know, wood, would W O U L D work. not woodwork, a woodwork woodworking camera method. No, it's not a book. And actually, I don't—I can't even write a book. to make dyslexia, but. I can make up book titles, you know, and then lock them down. And then, you know, this will be, that'll be the next thing. So we what happened to Scoot? He did a sleep podcast. He started doing some weird trademark lawsuits. And then, you know, he was already hermit-like. But then he actually became a hermit. They call him the hermit crab. The kids do. They like to throw tin cans at his house. And he says, and he always has a looking. He has a magnifying glass. He calls it a looking glass. And the kids say a licking glass. And he says no, a looking glass, not a lick. But he, you know, Scooter mumbles, so it always, still sounds like a licking glass. And then the kids laugh. And then they say, "How's the wood? How's the wood work?" It's something. It was a sad. We we're so sad for Scoots in the future back to uh, metastasis Walt's at breakfast he's staring Cielo's reading the paper uh, Walt's glaring at her while she reads the paper it's quiet Junior's clearly uncomfortable with this tension uh, Cielo's reading an article looks like about soccer or soccer stadium or football and Junior asks a bunch of questions to Ma and Pa so he's still trying to you know, hold this family unit together after that, we see Jose Jose, make the deal. Then we see Henry with his boss. Seems like he's trying to crack the Heisenberg case, but the boss ain't sold on it. But Henry's like, I figured out it's a mobile meth lab, a biblioteca mobilia. That's a bookmobile. It came right back up again. It must have been why I thought of it. And he goes, there's not many of these things in Bogota, boss. And he's really putting a hard sell on his boss. And I think he got him. Walt then is watching some daytime TV with his strange humble figurine that's in the scene with him. I mean, shares the, the frame with him, like wrapped around a lamppost. Almost looks like he's, you know, uh, doing something to the lamppost. I'm like, man, what's going on? But he's, his his thighs are wrapped around the lamppost. And they say, that's what Scooter saw, you know, kids. Remember, that's just what Uncle Scooter saw. That's not really, it's just a nice Hummel figurine. And they say, well, it's actually a Hamel figurine, you know. For a while, Mark Hamel started making his own figurines. But they're, you know, they're a little bit, you know, uh, anti-establishment. And I said, I don't know what he calls that Hamill figurine, but yeah, Walter Blanco collects Hamill figurines. But Walt sees uh, some TV reports, has a little flashback, and then he says, i got to go outside and get some air. And then the dude that works for a Goose rolls up with a bag of money and just throws it to Walt. And that's the end of the, end of the episode. So there we are. Metastasis run through one. Thank you. All right, so we're talking about uh, Breaking Bad now. It's uh, season three, episode four, Green Light, which I just I didn't realize that was the episode title for some reason uh, when I was watching it. And actually, we have a unique way uh, we have a unique way of doing the notes tonight, so there might be a little extra noise in the background because I. Uh, so last weekend, when you're hearing this, it'll be a while past, but last weekend was a weekend we did, on Sunday, we did the live stream for uh, to show solidarity and to attempt to empower people, uh, especially people suffering in Paris and Beirut. Uh, but because of the planning of that, uh, my watching schedule was off. So some of this is done on a little notepad because I watched some of it in a cafe Uh, late Saturday evening when I was on my way to do something else with someone that was in from out of town visiting my brother. Uh, So so it'll be a little different for you. It might not be any different. But um, the episode opens at the big chief gas station. There's a Dr. Pepper sign. There's sneakers on a red pole. There's a cool cigarette sign, ATM, a giant Native American head, uh, and then Jesse rolls in. He's all pleased, very happy. He gets gas at Total seventy nine seventy, and then he says, uh, "Come back later, Sarah." Because oh, he said he goes, uh, "He goes, oh, I don't have any money." And there's this person who says, "Oh, well, uh, you know, we we have an ATM." He goes, "Oh, no." And she goes, "Well, you could do a personal check." He goes, "I'm in between banks right now." And he goes, can I come back later? I'm good for it. And that's when the stare comes in. But then Jesse seems to be uh, embracing his bad guy at, you know, persona because he gets real smooth. And she, the worker, she she seems like maybe she has a little crush on Jesse. She's like, you know, if it was my thing, I'd let you do it. But my dad, he he's really an ex-military. He checks everything for the store always. And she's like, so I got to call him. You know, sorry about that. And then Jesse's like, hey, what if we trade? And she kind of smacks her lips. She definitely sees it. And he's like, I got this, you know, blue stuff. And he really starts to close the deal. He says, you know, this is like, she's like, what's it like? He's like, it's awesome. Maximum interesting. He goes, like, uh, action, figure, feelings, And just, like, it's tight, man. You got to try it. And the police even come in there, the state police, but uh, Jesse makes the deal. And then we have a picture of Saul's roof with Liberty. She's looking pretty sad, Lady Liberty, on Saul's roof. And he's interviewing his client and his mother, Uh He's got a box of neck braces. He's like, you know, let's lose the fact, you know, Antonio, you're, you're going to be discomforting because he's trying a neck braces. He's like, I can't breathe with this neck brace on. He's like, well, you need your breathing. And then he finds one that fits, and uh, he's like, tell some mom. He's like, okay, give me a you know, cashier's check, and then spread the word. I'm doing class action, you know, find some more people. You know, even if it, he says anxiety, sleeplessness, I'm like, Saul, man, we should get into business. And then Mike comes in, and uh, Saul's like, is it trouble? And then we hear Saul, uh, it was, uh, Mike bust out the recordings of Walt and uh, Skyler. And then I realized that I'd been calling Ted Benneke, Benneke uh, Bernanke, like Ben Bernanke. So that's been a, you know, I think I, I don't know if I've been calling them which one actually, but pretty sure I got it wrong. Let's just say, uh, totally planned out, you know, as a sub, you know, sub, you know, to try to subsume the uh, military-industrial complex, you know, mispronunciations. But uh, uh, Wolf's like, "Burn Ted Banneke, you got to! You can't be kidding me. He's a joke." And Skyler's like, "No," and he's like, "Oh yeah, you called my bluff." And Skylar's like, you know, I don't, I don't want a relationship with you, Walt, more or less. He's like, I'm not cooking meth anymore, Skylar. He goes, I did everything I could for this family. And she goes, fine, just keep telling yourselves that if you want to make it better. And she goes, and you can keep your money. And then there's a garbage disposal. So I was like, what is that noise? And Mike's like, it's just a garbage disposal. And Walt's like, you think this is going to get me out of the house? He goes, go ahead with Ted. He goes, butcher, mailman, whatever. And Scott was like, dude, you are alone. And Walt's like, I'm not going anywhere. And Scatter's like, that's fine. And then Saul's like, is this a bad thing or a good thing? And Mike's like, uh, wait one second. And he knows Mike was breathing through his nose. He's like, wait, wait, wait. And then I think Walt says he's going to go down there and talk to Ted or something. And the next thing Walt's in the reception room and he's like, Walt for Ted Bernicke. And there's a sly smile from the receptionist like she knows what's going on. And then Walt spots Ted hiding out. And Walt is much more silly nutty in this scene than in uh, Metastasis. Uh... Because Walt's like willing to wake it up, and then he sees Ted. And he's like, Ted, I can see you in your office. Like Ted's trying to hide behind a plan almost. like it. And he goes, come on, open the door, let's talk. And it was Ted's like, oh, hey, Walt, I didn't see you there. I'm kind of busy. He goes, oh, yeah, you are. He goes, open the door. And he goes, just open the door, let's talk about it. And then Ted's like, I'm not open, you know. And then Walt can barely lift this plan. He tries to, like, lift the plan. And then Skyler shows up. Walt has this unbelievable look as he's talking to Ted. Let me see, what did he say? Oh, Skyler's like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm talking to Ted. He goes, and then he's like, yeah, come on. And then Ted gets thrown out. I mean, uh, and then Walt gets thrown out. It's such a failure. But I noticed I was like, oh, as Walt gets around, I'm like, oh we love Walt again or I did. It's like the, the way this show goes and especially rewatching it in, in the way the manner I'm doing it. I guess am more critical Walt than I normally would be and the first or second time watching the show. But between this and the, the stuff at work it's like okay now I'm back on Walt on Team Walt. I mean, partially, you know, partially. So it's like, wow, how? I mean, I don't know, and I hate to, again, I know I get in these fanboy things. I don't know if it's a fanboy. It's an appreciation because the, the degree of difficulty to do stuff like this with, you know, all the collaboration that goes into making a show and all the different things that could be, uh, miss, you know, messed up. It's just unbelievable uh, to be able to do stuff like this. Have us, have this character act this way, and then to have our feelings, or have my. I mean, I guess I'm just using projection. Like my feelings change back and forth about Walt, uh, but he's tossed out. He's like, oh, I'm calm, and then Mike just flies up in his car. He gets walled in there. And then he's back at Saul's office, and Saul's like, "What the hell is wrong with you? you Actually, like this has never happened before." He goes, "It's a cruel world, Walt." And he goes, "You need to grow up." And Walt's like, "I just wanted to talk to him." And Mike's sitting there in the background, looks like he's doing a crossword. And every once in a while, during the dialogue, Walt looks back there. And then Walt's like, "They're going back and forth." Walt's like, "Well, how'd you know?" about what was going on and where to find me. And so I was like, well, I'm just met- meticulous. And then I put gloves, glares, I Walt glares. He's like, did you bug my house? And so I was like, well, basically you told me to, you know, I thought you moved out and uh, he's like, I told you to. So I was like, well, you strongly hinted I should. And Walt's like, no, 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 no. And Saul's like, uh, he's spinning around. He's like, no, no, we did our due diligence and kept quiet. And he's like, Walt, she stood by you. Why don't you see the ironical silver lining here? And he's like, you know, whatever she did. And then Walt like, kind of, he's like, ah, uh, uh. And then Mike has his score Walt out. And Saul's like, you're fired. Or Walt says, you're fired. You're done, whatever. And then. Saul says, "Oh, boohoo! I won't cook, cook mess anymore." And then he's like, "I'm unplugging the website. No more money for you, Walt." And Walt's like, "Why? Well, I want those bu- bu- bugs out." And then Saul's like, "You, Saul, salt, Saul." He's like, "You ruined a three hundred dollars suit, buddy. You just bought that." And then Walt is just, and then we we like Walt, well, and then he takes up, a, he takes gall with Mike. He's alone with Mike, and he's berating Mike. And Mike's like, uh, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, these things cost a lot of money. He goes, I wasn't listening. He goes, you're boring, dude. And then Walter's like, great work, great job, by the way. You're really an upstanding guy. And Mike's like, well, I enjoy it. And then Walt's like, well, you could leave now. And Mike goes, get in his car. He looks around. He goes, you know, Walter. Again, I love it when Mike says Walter, how he says it. You know, Walter. Sometimes it doesn't hurt to have someone watching your back. And then we see there's kind of chalk marking Walt's address. Uh, And then the next thing we see is a Walt's clock's ticking. It's between 7 and 8. I think the minute hand is. I thought I wrote down the time better. Maybe I'm going to switch notebooks here in a second. We see a lab faucet drip, drip, dripping. And they're beautiful sounds, the clock ticking, the water dripping. The students just stare while Walt's totally drifted off, and the students have this what-the-heck look on the face. Okay, I switched notebooks. So in the classroom, it's 1125, Walt's sitting and looking at nothing. Turning heads, I don't know what that means. And then a student comes back. She must have gone to get the principal. Then Carmen comes in. She's like, uh, Mr. White, and then... uh, he says, hi. He says in a real high, high voice, what's up? And he has a world's greatest teacher mug, Walt. And then they go down to her office and it's, they do a little terrier. She's trying to talk to Walt about the seriousness of him being. She's concerned. As I said, Carmen's a wonderful principal. And she's actually trying to get Walt's back. She's like trying to understand what's happening with Walt. but trying to meet the balances of the students and the teachers. And Walt's like looking at this picture. He goes, is that a Wheaton terrier? And she goes, it's a Norfolk. And so then they start talking terriers. It's like, a, it's like a good podcast. And also, Carmen had a ribbon, Walt no ribbon. And at some point, it switches this handheld camera. So it's moving a little bit. And she's like, you know, can you sit down and talk? You've been absent, and uh, you've been acting weird. I'm concerned. And she's like, should I call Skyler? Walt's like, oh, no. And then Walt, like, pushes her hair back, and he tries to, like, uh, he does this whisper on her. And then he tries to kiss her, or almost like, oh, he does a fake whisper, like, hey, I'm going to tell you a secret. And then he tries to kiss her, and Carmen's like, this is so unprofessional. And you can tell she's a combination of pissed and hurt and something more, because she's like, you know, I'm trying to help this guy. And it's just, Walt just behaves strangely and inappropriately. Uh, after that, we see the airport. We see a Wayfair airplane. We see Marie and Hank, or a Wayfarer air sign, and they're in the car. They're talking about how Hank's talking about how Super El Paso is promotions like being in the Super Bowl. Uh, Marie is in purple. She doesn't stay, say much. Then Hank gets a call uh, about a blue Azul. You think that was after he got out of the car? Then he gets in a cab. And then we have a great, great scene. Uh, Walt's fired. He walked, There's bird sounds. A lot of bird sounds in Breaking Bad have been coming more aware of those. And Walt walks out with his fired box, and Jesse's out there. He honks, and he gives a two-finger wave, and Walt, like, lugs the box over. He can barely carry this box. And I noticed the school it's pretty good because they had a science building. And Jesse's like, did you get fired, dude? And he's like, no, sabbatical, indefinite sabbatical. And he's like, should we go somewhere? Walt's like, no, no. And Jesse's like, can you introduce me to that guy? And Walt's like, what guy? The distribution guy. And Walt's like, no, 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 Jesse, you got to take care of yourself. And Jesse's like, no, he goes, I'm only good at one thing. He goes, no, that's not true. You're good at being sober. And Jesse's like, uh, I'm not going to use again, so I just want to get back in the business. And he goes, I don't need your help. I want to do it on my own. And he's like, look. And he goes, Jesse was so proud of himself and and how he did it was reflux condensers, pH levels, you know, being careful, just like you told me, Dad. I mean, he doesn't say Dad, but he said, just like you taught me. And he goes, what do you think? Isn't it good? Didn't I do a good job? And Walt goes, what in the heck? He goes, this is my product, my formula. He goes, this is mine. And Jesse goes, it's ours, A. uh, And B, I was going to cut you in. And Walt's like, no, 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 I cut you in. And Jesse's like, what are you doing, man? I thought you were out. I'm just asking for a favor. And he's like, no, I'm not going to lend my name to an inferior product. Look at these di- diameters. He goes, well, what did you use, platinum dioxide? And Jesse's like, no, mercury uh, uh, something, aluminum amalgam." He goes, because the dioxide's in it. And he goes, well, you screwed it up anyway. I don't know how you did it. This is very shoddy work, Pinkman. And it's cloudy. I'm embarrassed for you. And Jesse's like, Whoa, no, no, I've tested it. People said it's a bomb. And Walt's like, Yeah, hey, a bunch of losers like you. And uh, Jesse goes, Fine, ass what? I don't know why that made me laugh, but it does. And Walt had gotten in the car at some point and put his box on the roof. And Walt's like, good luck, man. And Jesse's like, I'm going to deal with it myself. Walt's like, good man, he doesn't deal with ju- junkies like you. And Jesse goes, you know what? Eat me. And Walt goes, "Anytime, loser. And then he drives off. Walt's box falls. And, it, and I mean, as Walt picks up the box, he's like, hey, it's tough to feel for him. But then you kind of do a little bit. A couple other moments was when Jesse was proud. Walt goes, what the hell is this? He shakes it in his face. And I loved how he said Pinkman. And also how Walt said, oh, they said it was the bomb. That was really funny. And then I say, I can't read this. C-A-P-I-E-R. That's not a word, but, oh, copier. Copier, that is a word. And Skyler, she's got closed eyes. She's shaking her head. And then we see some workplace tension. Then we have Ted and Skyler uh, post-lovemaking. And Ted's all jokes at 6.42 p.m. And then Ted starts asking way too much probing questions. And then uh, Hank and Muscle, what does that mean? A double question mark. I don't know what that means, but they're in a, a... I don't know. The guy's name was Russell, though, I think. But the dude's breathing a lot. He's thinking hard. Uh, he's like, I'm thinking Mel, man. Dude's name was Mel. And it's like Hank and Gomez. And they're grilling him, and then they get it. It's either Mel or it's an M name. That's all the guy can give him. And then there's a moment where Gomez tries to reach out to Hank and... and uh, Cause Hank's like, This is a lead, and he's like, A lead to what, man? He goes, I think you need to slow down. And he's trying to be a friend, but Hank's not having it. Then we have Saul on the phone chasing clients down. Uh, Jesse comes in, or maybe calls, I can't remember, I didn't write it down. But he's like, I told you to get this guy cooking again, it's too late. He goes, Your partner's no-. in, he gave me a bone contusion. And then Jesse pulls out the mask, and he's like, what the heck? And Jesse's like, I made this. And he goes, can't you get a hold of the guy? Then we have Gus and Mike. Uh, Gus changes his glasses, I know, to notice for the weekend they're meeting. Mike offers his opinion on Mike. He's like, this guy's gone over the rail. This guy's a disaster. He's not coming back. Not on his own. And he goes, your friends are looking for him still. And Gus is like, does the lawyer know anything about this? He's like, No. He goes, if you want, he goes, why don't you just, you know, he goes, why don't you tell this guy? And Gus says, I do not find fear to be an effective motivator. I want investment. And then they look at Walt's medical records to find out. He's like, he's going to be around for a little while. And then Mike tells Gus, he's like, the Pinkman kid's selling some mess. And he goes, well, I don't work with junkies. He goes, I thought that's what you'd say. He goes, him and Walter split up. And then Gus is like, really? And he goes, yeah, they're like cats and dogs. And he goes, okay, do the deal then. Uh, then we have, oh, wait, what else? I put Gus's, oh, Gus's next move. That's his next move on the wall. Gus has got a Volvo. And then we have Hank on the road. His phone's ringing. He's ignoring it. He's going through a list of M names. The voicemail is his boss, like saying, call me back right away. Then he has, like, the gas station showdown with the worker trying to trick her. And she's like, he's like, what did she look like? She goes, he had really blue eyes. And she goes, really blue. And he goes, okay, he was dreamy. I got it. And he goes, anything else? And then Hank, he's like, does this camera work? She's like, no. Then he goes out and he sees the ATM camera. He's like, bingo, I got to move now. Uh, And then Walt, we have Walt at breakfast. He's staring at his breakfast cereal. There's more bird sounds. Skylar's reading the paper. Junior's really trying hard to make a conversation. He goes, these these eggs are great. And he goes, it's weird. There's no money coming in Dad's website. And uh, Walt's like, well, people you lose interest, passive-aggressive. And then he's like, hey, can I get a ride? Uh, Lewis has a doctor's appointment. So I know everybody, let's keep it, you know, we don't need to be worried for Lewis because this is fictional. You know, probably just some sort of, you know, teenage checkup. But well, Walter's like, Dad could babysit, you know, and watch Ollie. And Skyler's like, oh boy, and, and probably not, no. And then we have Jesse making his deal, but it's short money. He's like, hey, there's only half the money in here. He's yelling. Then we have Hank in meeting with his boss, and he's nervous, but Hank's like, no, 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 I'm on the case. There's only 29 of these RVs in the state. And the boss is like, at, uh, before, he's like, Agent Schrader, he goes, uh, are you going, all I want to know is are you going to file orders and go to El Paso, they need you in El Paso. are you going to El Paso tonight? And Hank shakes say, he goes, no, I can't. His boss just stares and blinks, and he goes, you better get to it then. So, you know, a little bit of an uncomfortable moment. Then we have Walt in the car. He's listening to the radio. The music is in the Valley of the Sun. And then this guy whistles, pulls up next to him, whistles. He throws Walt a bag. He goes, there's your half. It's a Los Pollos bag. And then he drives off, and we notice Walt's had a green stoplight. So I did figure out why the episode was called that. And then somebody honks and says, you move it. And that's the end of the episode. All right, so we have our language learning run through and our red pen run through, which should have been combined. I'm going to go through our page here. First page. Saul says, swell Totello at some point. We'll, we'll get to what that means. I'm just looking for any non-Spanish notes. Uh, 50-50 is what the episode is called in metastasis. Uh, escolar, that means school. Cuarentemil, 40,000. Oh, here's a sin efectivo, cashless. That is definitely a new word. It should be cashless, sin efectivo. And if you see a sign that says solo en efectivo, uh, cash only. So, you know, we see those signs. Those signs are more rare. But you do have to pay stuff. So solo en efectivo. Uh, Como a media, only half. Uh, But hey, uh, yo te creo, I believe you. Uh, Jump in line, rock the body on time. Okay. Yo te creo, I believe you. Uh, did you just say tan linda too, that I'm so cute when I do the, that fake song? Uh, tan linda too, you're so cute. Well, te uh, uh, mete say man, uh, fumas herbia. Uh, it puts your man smoking herb. Uh, Deheria said it, no, that's what I said. Uh, fumo asperia, uh, smoke something. But How about this? It's a long one, but uh, es como difícil de poner. It is as difficult to put en palabras, en como, in words, is it as uh, uh, en palabras, en como, in all of uh, something. I got mixed up there. It is as difficult to put into words as everything is for me to do. Uh, Baba uh, And you'd see, you might say, Gee, Scooter, what is this? Episode 24. Say di, Are you sharpening your Spanish skills? Well, I think I just answered that question. Uh, Mucha mejor. They may be better than before, they may be worse. And some of my people say, picar el cuelo, cuelo." You know, you always chop the neck off of words, proverbially, per, per, you can't even, even in English you do then. And I would say to you, cuando no te de la, when are you not in the, uh, you know, making mistake zone or something? Uh, you know, apretado, it's tight in here in this closet where I do the podcast. And coutar and público. I could remove it in public. But, you know, then they'd say, keep your shirt on, sir. That's what they say when I try to take my shirt off. And I say, don't make me get físico with you, you know, and do my let's get physical dance off without, you know, when they say no shirt, no service. And I say, well, I'll just move to the Bay Area where you can't really take your shirt off because it's never that hot, and that solved that problem, the old uh, Kutar and Público problem. Now I just got a problem with keeping my fly up, which that's, you know. And they might say, Som de Hampa, they are underworld. And I would say, is that like a short XYZ, pull up your fly? Retropara, challenge me to check my fly every morning. And I would say, Metoka, it's my turn. Agua Tarme, to put up with... Sucia, your, your dirty looks, sucia looks. Okay, I, I don't know what looks is. I should. Let's go through the next page to see if there's anything. Oh, the taxi's license plate, BB1223. And that's the only non-English one on that page. So let's go back to our Spanish. At Charme, I was lingering there. Uh, Falta, but I, we, we, we weren't missing anything. Así que damos. So we were going to the next page. Uh, Yolo a Sparrow, I do hope, uh, Demora, might delay in getting to a point, you know, uh, helps you sleep. Uh, Kehago, that's what I do. Kehago, uh, he asked, uh, there it is, the secret to the podcast. Uh, and we can say, can you repeat it again, Scoots? Because I'm trying to steal your podcast idea and get rich on it. What's your secret? I would say media alago, average to something. That's you know, that's my secret. And you, they, you say what I, I said, what's the secret to you? Yeah, media alago. You gotta make a podcast that's average to something. You know, I, I was giving you the answer porque usted Aloha ha Ped because you asked. And I'd say Kalmate, calm down. That's the uh, you know, ki take off. Let's go. Let's go somewhere other than the barrier. Let's take off our shirts. You know. Let's say "que abra" with the open. Let our chests be open, men, women. You know. Let's uh, let's live. And nice, I said, "Are you becoming a nudist scooter?" No, just a topless. A little less. Nude to topless is it, it probably probably not. It's just said uh, for me, I find shirts constraining. I don't know what to tell you. Uh swell uh swell to me, swell to me you know but, but can you let that go because that wasn't funny. It's was true. You know I, I story I am weird. Uh and you probably you know, anybody observing this taking you notes know, would say Esa no es la actitud de un hombre rational You know this is not the attitude of a uh, rational man. Now say bingo. Uh, one thing though, estoy calmado. I am calm. Contigo with you. Now don't say that as a sign of madurez maturity. Uh, digo, I say. Uh, portase, I behave as you know, calmado as I can. Uh, for hombres or mujeres, for men or women. Aquello. Uh, uh, that is not what I thought that word meant. That aquello uh, That I didn't. I would not think that would be aquello And you might say, "Cayadita," are you being coy with me, Scooter? calladita, And I would say, "I'm sorry." Which fart, pierde? You lo- uh, that loses me when you ask me questions. Yeah, achelo, uh, pierde. That loses me. And you might say, "I'm a pedazo mierda," a piece of something. And I would say, ¿Gusta a ese idiota? Are you going to say that? That's Wait. I thought we were practicing kindness here. ¿Puesta? Why don't you post that on Facebook? Because I'm about to do something. What are you about to do, Scooter? Le voy a hacer dos observaciones. I'm going to make two remarks. Uh, uno, a veces es bueno tener a alguien. Sometimes it's good to have someone. And this part might get confusing, but uh, que nos quede la espalda que uh, dejar de mi tanto. Look after us back to stop looking so. You know how they say that? Look after us back to stop looking so. I think Shakespeare once said that. I think it was Gonzalo saying it to somebody else. And I think the answer was, O ombligo e estar atento a lo que. Uh, belly button and, I, and be aware of it. Naval and be aware of it. Ombligo e estar atento a lo que. It might be navel gazing, it may not be. But pasa al ador It's getting passed around, those sayings. But primero, lo primero, first things first. You know, es un bulldog francés. It's like a French bulldog. Cierto, true. Es no es Boston Terrier. But you'd say, en serio, really? And I would say, que tal? How are you doing? What's up? Temporal. Uh, temporary. At Charom, what they cast, these fishermen, what they cast, they egal does not matter. And you'd say, Qualman, that man, he's a fisherman. And I would say, he eats so much fish, he's so much sano, more, more healthy than us. Hey, Comigo, come with me, conmigo. Uh, Ese Dato solo, that fact alone, that you're willing to eat and fish with me, Makes you uh, no de enterado, not a degenerate. impede. it prevents me uh, from doing um, Marta Locos, crazy combines. And odiamas, don't hate anymore. Do not odiamas. Because respuesta the answer is mismos the same. We're only human. May boy, I'm going. To try not to ca- ca- crack up at this, because the next thing says "bigote severo," uh, you have a mustache brain, which is definitely the word of the uh, decade. "Bigote severo," you got a mustache brain. And the man once said, "i uh, a apelito pirate K," when you say, saying I think that guy's name was Pirate K. P-I-R-A-T-E-Q-U-E. It, that was his name? Yeah, Pirateque. This really happened. I'm not hagali. I'm not making this up. Uh, Dano dentro. All the damage within the Piestas Carrieta, the cove tracks, down at the cove where the fishermen are. Uh, you know, Bolberia Loco. We all go crazy when the fishing comes in. We'll wear corbatas, we'll wear neckties para el futuro, futuro, a corbata para el futuro, neckties for the future. We'll figure out a way to, you know, market that. But then we'll say we'll hacha, we'll take the axe to the neckties in symbolism. And maybe we need an abogado, an attorney, for that. You know, perros and gatos. We'll have we'll have. I don't think we could put uh, corbatas on dogs and cats. And someone said, "Habia he, uh, he has given Lindo a cute uh, phrase. No sabia or raro. It's not known or rare. But sirve. It serves. Wait. and donde? and donde? Where? 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 Where were you in your point? Well, I was just about to say your los huevos are great. The eggs you make are great. Repente. Suddenly, I'm going to change subjects and say debido. it's due to to get to a close here. As the boredom comes through my dientes, my teeth, uh, sumitad, it's more than half done, more than it's half. Uh, Conmigos, but we caught, we caught the fish with the fishermen. Mobiles, fish are very mobile. Uh, Muchos mas alta mobile, they're much higher than mobile, they swim. But you could say to the fish, repuesta directa, I make a direct request. You know, estoy cerca, I'm around to eat the fish, wear neckties, whatever it is. But uh, esta un mitad, which we already said, this one's, you know, this one's uh, over. Not half over. So thanks for stopping by. And good night. Yeah, I want to say thank you and good night to uh, Jennifer for her idea about the kids podcast. Andy Tastic and his family. Rebecca, uh, Brittany, Judy K. for that info. Thank you. I want to say good night to Melissa D. MSC. Uh, good night, and thank you to Cass and Rudolph with the nose so bright over on YouTube. Say good night to Harare and then on you and uh, Twitter Winnie, Winnie. Good night. Uh Brack W. Good night, Y-Ting, Once again, good night, Janelle or Janelle, Janelle, as I prefer. How do you feel about Janelle? Janelle, Janelle, uh, Lisa, uh, thank you and good night. Alexandra or Alex, uh, cited good night. Uh, Helen Z, A.K.A. Illusionist, good night. Uh, Lisa Day, good night. Illusionoid, good night. And I'm sorry. Uh, Evil O, good night. Uh, Willow, good night or at Swillaway, away Paul, thank you uh, for recommending me over there to uh, Winnie and Paul, uh, recommending me to Allison Rosen, who's our new best friend, she's really great, so that was nice. Uh, Jason asks, good night, uh, Acoustic Sheep, good night. Uh, Zachary, good night. Callie S, good night. Ingrid, uh, good night. Thank you. Michaela, thank you for that stuff on, uh, on Marie's purpleness. Thank you so much. Uh, Babs, good night. Ben, good night. Melanie, good to hear you're on the upswing. D, good good work taking care of your, your M. Andy, Andy, Andy-tastic. It looks like Anderp. In your name thing. Uh, Benji Box, thank you. Lisa K, thank you. Uh, Sammy, uh, Sammy T, good night. Kelly H, good night. Bry good night. Eli, good night. Uh, Brandon A, good night. G, good blue t-shirt. Good, I, I know who you are. Good night. Emily, good night. Thank you. Pan Magazine again. Good night, Lida. Good night, Keeny. Uh, Keeny, good night, Mike. Good night, Steph. Bobby. Good night, Stephen. S. Good night, Anna. Good night, uh, and good night, Mary and Amanda and uh, Julie C. Uh, over on Facebook, I want to say good night to Nick and good night to Grant. Again, And know, Grant, I'm pretty sure you're I know your other son' uh, name. Thank you, Grant. Oh, really touching. Shabby. Good night. to the S to the R. Good night. Mike D with the super beard. Good night. Uh, Julie C. Good night. Uh, Ahab's wife. Good night. Uh, Julie R. Good night. Uh, Shannon S. Good night. I want to say good night to Rachel M and good night to Megan M. Yeah, different. M, I mean different different M's, but you know they both end in M ween 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 good night uh shelly s thank you for sharing about the podcast uh marissa o claudia gm thank you good night uh brenda good night uh ted my brother good night lawrence c good night uh joel d good night melissa b good night uh laura mb good night laura, laura mb Lizzie s good night thank you Lizzie. uh ben s good night Stephen r good night and a few more itunes reviews uh, i want to say thank you to canyon ai the artificial intelligence that runs your grand canyon who says we're best podcast thank you canyon ai and it keeps getting better. Well I keep I'm trying everything I can to keep it getting better. Uh UB Oh boy I can't I gotta do a zoom on this one. UB uh t d f t f f h Ub Thr They say it totally works and they're out in fifteen minutes. Thank you, Ubi Ubi UB, UB, UB. And then Balboa 185 uh, says it's been a long, year-long, one-sided relationship. A uh, podcast is uh, pretty good in its ability to keep a balance on the tightrope of lullabies and verbal lullabies and entertaining stories. Uh, suited for thinking persons with a good sense of humor, can be open to and enjoy content that causes brain giggling during REM uh, thanks to everyone involved. Thank you, uh, Balboa185, for listening for a year. Thank you so much, and good night. Okay, um, thank yous, and good night for iTunes reviews. You can do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. I want to thank Jude NYS, who says, Meandering and mesmerizing love being put to sleep by Scooter, especially Breaking Bad metastasis. Well, you picked the right night to be thanked. Yeah, uh, Scooter's got an eye for subtle nuances of acting and costuming uh, and owls and cubbies. Of course, you missed that, but it's fine. Uh, I don't know uh, how he's smart and topical. Don't know how Scooter holds down his job. Bare, I'd say barely, barely. But very appreciated. Thank you, Jude. Uh, best sleeping ever this was a funny one 150 santos and they said uh, my first night sleeping was the best sleep i had inspired me to buy a pillow that makes me wish i had like a uh, you know it was like david letterman and inspired me to buy a pillow i love that so thank you 150 santos uh wv ginger west virginia ginger mountains take me home you uh Uh, Root, Herb Roads, I don't know any other Herb Root, maybe, but anyway, WV Ginger, Uh, WV Ginger's got constant ringing in their ears, so they need noise to sleep, and this is a great alternative to TV, boring and relatable, and their favorite podcast, thank you, Uh, Weird and Wonderful, this is from Mia, Mimi, and Maude. It was it was that it was in uh, was that in that uh, calling me bad Bel Biff Devoe, was that their first names, Mimi, Mia, Mimi, and Maude, a weird and wonderful, strange amalgam of nonsense and whimsy. I love the word whimsy, uh, I do. And this is a, a long one. I better read this one. Uh, it's really well thought out. O B Nurse N H. So we could figure that out. Uh, best sleep aid ever. Night shift nurse for over 10 years. Uh, pretty good at sleeping day or night, but sometimes, you know, they have to sleep shorter times because of the family with children. Uh, the side effect is that at times where they don't have to be awake, uh, they have a hard time, you know, they wake up, they have a hard time going back to sleep. Their body's used to short sleep and thinks that awake no, is awake no matter what. And they recently began listening to podcasts with, uh, to help with this and some degrees of success. But they realized that the tone and cadence of voice makes a tremendous difference whether or not it helps you fall asleep or wakes them up further. Additionally, oh, overall in podcasts, additionally they had to run, run out of episodes of their favorite podcast. Uh, but then they searched iTunes for stories, stumbled upon it became our podcast and became a fan. And they still have never made it through a whole episode. So, Scrooge's voice draws you and soothes your mind, just interesting enough to quiet your mind, but boring enough to let you drift off and fall asleep quickly and easily. Never before have I rated something as boring as a good thing. And they've been telling everyone they know, especially night shift nurse fa- night shift nurse friends. About the podcast and encouraging them. Good stuff, all natural, slightly addictive. Thank you so much. And then we have Sean LV double L. Uh, they love the podcast Magic Bullet for falling and staying asleep. And they have trouble waking them in the middle of the night and not being able to fall asleep. That's a common problem. But they use this podcast on a loop with a small plug-in pillow speaker that fits under the pillow. Thank you. Then we have uh, meek Micalis, Five, Micalis Five. I, I think was that uh that was the can the only Star Trek to be canceled, Micalis Five, uh, a journey. Oh no, wait, that was fan fiction again. That they they said they said Gene Roddenberry came. This they said uh, it was this Halloween. They said he was riding the great pumpkin, saying no more uh, fan fiction scooter. And I said, but what about Space Station Michalis 5, Gene? And he said, it's Mr. Rottenberry. And I said, should be Mr. Rottenberry uh, attitude? And then he's the great pumpkin, drops some, you know, that gook, the pumpkin seeds coming right on my head. And then I said, Rottenberry. Uh, anyway, but Michalis 5, the person... Hardly ever writes reviews, but they felt like they needed to write one for the podcast because they love it. Thank you. They've had trouble falling asleep for years, a late sleeper. Normally, my voice would drive them crazy, but but at bedtime, they're a believer. And now they fall asleep faster and stay stay asleep a little longer. And if they wake up, I can lull them back. So thank you, Michalas5. And this works, according to Zach0816. That's Zach-ass. And scooters uh, helped break another streak of sleepless nights. It usually takes uh, 30 minutes to fall asleep. Uh, To my silly, meandering, enjoyable stories. But this beats the pants off of two hours of stress. Eating, reading, tea drinking, and other things. Thank you, Zach. I know how you feel.